This is Luna. And this is Avi. And this is the Semi-Polished Venture Bros Review Podcast, Episode 2, covering Episode 1 of <laughs> Venture Bros. Episode 1, not counting the pilot. Uh, Dia de los Dangerous. So I'm trying to learn from our own pilot, which was about as terrible as the one we were reviewing, and more because it was just my editing. But I think it was fitting. It was fitting for what we were talking about. And fittingly, I think this one should be slightly better. Some of this episode is slightly better than the first, not by a lot. We can hope. (laughs) (laughs) I was talking about the actual (laughs) Adventure Bros episode that wasn't the worst. No, it was better than the pilot. You can say that. Yeah, that's not saying a lot. There's Again, I hadn't watched it in a while. I hadn't realized how many of the issues were still just kind of there from the pilot. Again, with the animation issues. Again, somehow with the racist cold open. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not going to, like, rank the amount of racism in the two cold opens, but both bad. Both really bad. Yes. Speaking of the cold open, I just kind of want to, you know, start with that. Every, Every element of that is a wreck. We get the first part of the show, the first scene in the show, not kind of the pilot, is, you know, the standard uh, foreign country. We've got our white hero beating up some Mexican guys, which, great. (laughs) Huge yikes. Being sarcastic there. I don't know if it comes through in my voice, but uh, yeah. Uh, We also get, not to kind of change gears, the worst shot ever of Brock Sampson's ass. Oh, yeah, I remember that. (laughs) It's hard to forget. It's... It's bad. It's It took me a minute, but then... That horribly proportioned, pasty ass on screen. It sucks. Front and center. It sucks. They could do better. You know, later seasons, I wouldn't have complained about seeing they his ass. They won't show his I ass really, anymore. <laughs> once never, he looks better, they stop showing it. They never show his ass anymore. But they're totally willing to show it when it looks terrible. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, this is a random thing I noticed, but we rewatched a random season three episode the other day. One of the, the guys from that cold open, guy in red, he shows up later. Really? Yeah. The guy who Brock gave his shirt, uh, he shows up in specifically the season three episode where Kevin and Tim Tom call a bunch of villains to help rebuild the cocoon. He's one of them. Oh, hey. That's fun. And then I've heard he shows up in a later season two. I don't remember when, but I guess he just at some point decides to become a villain and like come over to the States. There's a lot of scenes with uh, like a big group of villains all together, so. Uh, Yeah, I looked it up. Apparently this guy also shows up in the Christmas special that we haven't seen. Which we need to see Uh, at some point. God, is it on any of the DVDs? You could buy it on YouTube or like rent it on YouTube, which is probably what I'm going to... It's on the DVDs, but... Which DVDs? Season one. Oh, okay. We don't have that. Yeah. <laughs> if we had it right now, I would have watched it by now. True. But uh, anyway, I want to give a quick rundown of the actual plot of the episode. Unlike we did last time. Yeah, we kind of skipped it, but there wasn't really that much of a plot last time. <laughs> this one's doing a little better in terms of plot. We have Rusty down in Mexico, and he's giving a some sort of, like, college speech. He doesn't do that later. That seems to just be a this-episode thing. A terrible college speech that he doesn't get paid enough for. Or he probably gets paid too much for, given the content of the speech. (laughs) (laughs) Monarch is there for separate reasons. Which we'll get into. We'll get into that, actually. I want to talk about that. Uh, The boys fuck around and get themselves kidnapped. As always. They get themselves kidnapped by Speedy, who, for being only in this episode, I feel like people talk about a decent amount. He's got quite the legacy, I think. Yeah. He's also, I think, the only instance of, like, the idea of, like, a... Oh, man, what's the term? My brain just keeps saying baby henchman. But, like, baby he henchman. hasn't earned his wings. Like, Aww. that sort of thing. They don't seem to have that later. They'll just take anybody. Yeah. That close to earning his wings. <laughs> God. That's a trope, too, isn't it? 
What? Like the, he was so close to retirement or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's, yeah. the, it's the that version. Yeah. What is that trope? I, I don't know what it's, like, called, but it's very much a thing. Like, yeah. Oh, he was, he was almost done, too. Yeah. He killed him, and he was about to go home. Yeah. <laughs> See, now that I'm trying to think of the plot of the episode that I watched probably an hour ago, and I'm like, oh, shit, I don't remember anything. Um, boys get themselves kidnapped. Brock's kind of mad about it. Brock's kind of mad about it. They, he, he gets killed and buried. <laughs> I forgot about that part. Yeah. <laughs> he gets killed and buried. Rusty tries to get some drugs, gets his kidneys removed, turns helper into his kidneys... Turns helper into a little dialysis machine, right? Is that what that's called? I think so. <laughs> I'm just going off of my stepdad's dad. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know what that thing's called. Yeah. Finds dead Brock, or Brock's grave. Brock rises from the grave because it's early enough in the show that they just did shit like that. The monarch has the boys. The monarch decides to parent the boys because Rusty's such a terrible father. Yeah. Uh, we get... Which, that, like, as a theme, kind of comes up through the series like a couple times I feel like not with the monarch but there's like a couple different moments with Dr. Girlfriend and then like just in general various arch enemies and people not Rusty being a better father than Rusty yeah boys anyone would be a better father than Rusty that's not really a hatred you know what somehow yes (laughs) somehow yes he has proved that he's a better father Father figure-ish. I don't know how he manages it, but he does. Yeah. Yeah, Rusty goes to get the boys back, or Brock goes to get the boys back and brings Rusty. Oh, yeah, because the monarch is like, why hasn't he come for them by now? He thought he'd love his sons more. Yeah. I kind of wish they'd kept that angle of, like, the monarch kind of trying to help the boys. It would have been cute. His own terrible way. It would have been cute. That would have been nice. just trying to have a tickle fight with them, which was uncomfortable for everyone involved. <laughs> yeah, Hank's pants came down. That's a great moment for everybody to show up. Mm-hmm. God. Rusty didn't seem to care. He's just like, what are you doing? Yeah, that's Rusty. My little Rusty impression screech. Yeah, we get the epitome of a season one action scene. Yeah, true. When I think of early animation and like kind of how weird the early animation is, I think of that scene of Brock killing a bunch of henchmen in the car in that episode. Some of it seems stylistic. Again, I think we talked about this a little bit last episode. Some of it is done very much in a way of, like, they want to make it look stylistic because that's pretty much the only option they have. So you've got a couple, of like, comic panel-esque sequences. You've got a lot of silhouetted figures flying around, which looks kind of good, but, you know, it's, uh... Yeah, I think they reuse some of the panels. It's not awesome. They've got that weird little theme going. Do they use that theme ever again? I don't think so. They might, and I might just be forgetting, but that specific little theme they have playing, it's, like, a very simple action theme. Yeah, but Monarch backstory, just thinking about that, because that's something that I feel like matches the early tone of the show. And then they have to build on later when that's actually important. (laughs) I don't know how they managed it. I mean, in part, they changed Monarch's child design. Well, yeah, because he's like an evil little gremlin or something. (laughs) I don't know what they're doing. He looks like Count Olaf from a series (laughs) of unfortunate events. Baby Count Olaf getting raised by butterflies. And like, yeah, it it works at that point in the show. It's not going to work in like... I think the next time they show baby him, it's like... He looks fully different, right? Yeah, it's in season seven, maybe late six. He's still got the eyebrows, but everything else is kind of... Yeah, he's not quite as pointy, I think. He's pointy in a different direction. <laughs> that, I don't know. I'm sorry, I phrased that so What does weirdly. that mean? Like, baby him... Oh, God, this is audio, he's so I can't... In a... I can't show the visual aid. <laughs> I'm like, he has his hair sticking up in these two, like, little villain spikes... 
And he's all, like, angry-looking and creepy and bony, the way that they showed him in this episode. Later, he just looks like a normal kid with spiky hair. Like, Yeah. Okay, I get what you mean. You said that. in a different direction. I'm sorry. In the weirdest way possible. Um, see, I'm having a hard time thinking of things to talk about with this episode. I feel like a lot of the stuff got covered in the pilot one just because that's the introduction to all these characters. That's the talking about the early animation, and, like, a lot of that stuff is still... Most of the animation gripes that we have carry over to the first episode and most of the first season. The pilot is significantly worse. Things that this episode did better than the pilot. Go. Uh, I would say animation. Just like what you said about the Flash thing, right? Yeah. It's a little smoother, I think. Mm -hmm. Brock looks better. Does he? A little. I guess the bar's low. The bar is really low, but uh, he does look a little bit better. I feel like they started to get... The boys are still, you know, like that, but I feel like they, they look started a lot better. to get a, Yeah, they look a lot better and they sound a lot better. They still speak in a lot of, like, 50s little boy jargon. But I think less of it. Less so, yeah. Or, I don't know if it's less of it. Hank's voice acting and, honestly, his animation, they're just, they're both so much better. Hank doesn't look like an egg with huge ears anymore. <laughs> so that's a win. Yeah, he's still a little egg-shaped, but in a in a okay way. Yeah. Sufferable way. Yeah. Dean's voice is still... Better, though. Yeah. I feel we're saying it's bad. It's not really bad. It's just different. That's mm-hmm. just not what he sounds like later. I feel like they started touching on their personalities a little better, too. They like, were more distinct. They were definitely more distinct. They were less of a unit just doing stuff together and bouncing off of each other, which, I mean, they still are because that's a lot of their purpose as a pair. But, I don't know, we get the scene of Dean being like, oh, what if we spent this money on touching up Helper and, like, showing off some aspects of his personality like that? Yeah. Which is kind of funny because I feel like... Later in the show, I could see Hank being the one doing that more. Yeah. Aw. <laughs> Dean, when he fixed up Helper later. Okay, that... Maybe maybe it would always be him, actually. <laughs> he loves that little robot. Yeah, speaking of which, the way I said that the monarch carried the pilot, I remember thinking, watching this episode, that Helper carried this episode. He really does. I, what a cutie. I mean, I guess that's just because he's less of a character and more of a, like, a thing. That feels so mean. You I, are so cruel to poor little Helper, who never did anything oh, wrong in his not. whole little robot life, who just wants to help. He's a character. I just mean, you don't need to write dialogue for him. He just beeps. <laughs> and I feel like that's a that's an easier character to get across early. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, yeah, so one of the things I thought of, uh, Rusty's pill addiction. Oh yeah, that comes up sometimes. It comes up sometimes. It's... Fully on display in the pilot, in this episode, in, I'd say, all of season one, for sure. After that, do they drop it, or am I just missing it? I feel like there's, like, occasional references to it, but it's much less of an actual thing. I wonder if they were going anywhere with it. Yeah. Did they Did they just drop it? Did it at some point come to fruition and I'm forgetting? I don't think so. I don't think it ever did. I think maybe it was in pl- Never mind. I want to know. That's just some spoiler stuff about uh, JJ. Oh, speaking of. Speaking of. Hell of a dream sequence. Oh, my God. the dream. We didn't talk about that in the pilot, but there was one in the pilot, too. Yeah. Rusty's uh, womb dreams. I don't know what else to call them. What did he call it? The mommy place? The mommy place. I I don't want to call it that. (laughs) No, no. It's a really bad thing to call it. We'll call it I don't think womb dream sounds much better. Womb dreams. That's like a, that's someone's pretty bad slam poetry slash song. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Womb dreams. Yeah, but that's, 
You know, one of the first examples of that. This Completely one, unexplained in this episode. It's just part of Rusty. In this one, he's got a little fetus gnawing on him. Gnawing on his ass. Yeah, as you do. Oh, is that why they had Fetus, the band? Because there were so many fetus motifs. <laughs> there were a lot of fetus. There were a fe- lot of fetus. What's the plural of fetus? <laughs> fe- fetus? I don't know. Fe- fetuses. Fetuses? Or is it just fetus? No, it's, I think it's fetuses. What about fetum? What? Like, you know how sometimes, like, like curriculum. No, that's curriculum. Is there a singular? That's curricula. Curricula is the plural of curriculum. Okay, I might just be stupid. Yeah. Moving on. Fetum. Fetum. Anyway. Yeah, there's a lot of fetum imagery. <laughs> uh, I doubt is a reference to fetus. Um, I mean, I guess it could be. I mean, realistically, I feel like they would have come up with all the fetus imagery before deciding to have the fetus guy do the yeah. music. Maybe they chose him because of that. I doubt it. Fetus guy. What's his name? J.G. Thurlwell. There I remember you go. It. <laughs> I remember all I listened to is fetus. I don't listen to his other stuff. He has other stuff? Yeah, I think like at least two other things. I, I yeah. mean, maybe I should check him out. Embarrassing thing for me to only just now realize, but you know. Okay, yeah, but I'm saying this and I haven't listened to them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, speaking of which, music in this episode, pretty good. There's some fetus. There's some fetus. There, there actually isn't fetus as far as I know. There's no fetus? I- <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's it's all music made for the show at this point. But it's all made by. Yeah, but like. JG. Thurlwell. Thurlwell. But in the pilot, they had actual pieces of fetus songs in it. Yeah. And I don't think they do at this point, unless I'm mistaken. They do have, I'm not sure if they're actual samples or if they're just meant to sound like the music in that one Western, Fistful of Dollars. Yeah. And I know this because I haven't seen that many Westerns. I have seen A Fistful of Dollars. And all I remember from that movie is the music. I mean, I feel like it's also just like the stereotypical Western sounds. Yeah. And I don't know as much about movies as you do. So in my brain, I'm just like, ooh, Western noises. <laughs> the only other music of note is whatever's playing during the action scene. And I don't really have much to say about that. It's just like, it's so distinct to me. I can yeah. always think of it. But yeah. I don't know how you describe it. Action music. It's like the softest action music. It's yeah. like... Cutesy. When I was looking for bumper music for this, and I'm going through royalty-free... Uh, <laughs> it sounds like a ringtone. <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah, it's like it's like a kind of cool ringtone, but a ringtone nonetheless. Um, other things about that episode. It's racist. It's really uh, racist. We've got our good old early Venture Bros setting another country racism because we need that, I guess. We've got the other Muerto setting for not any real reason. Like that's just one of those things where it's like there wasn't really a bit about it. There wasn't. I mean, except for Brock getting buried and re... Yeah, but like, okay, to be fair, this might not even be the writers. This might be a joke about Rusty because he wouldn't know. But ofrendas aren't meant to bring you back to life. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's not their point. Hilarious if Rusty... (laughs) I'm sure Rusty wouldn't know that, though. Yeah. Like, I'm sure he would just He was, like, over the grave going, it worked, it worked! Like, okay. Yeah, it's not not zombies. Um, But again... I don't see Rusty knowing that. He's drinking, drinking some mezcal. Brock drank the worm from that bottle. <laughs> you can eat them. He drank the worm. You're able to eat the worms in mezcal, right. but... Do you want to? I mean, I wouldn't, but people do it. Yeah. It's like, it's a thing you can do. Brock wanted to. Brock just drank it down. <laughs> what is the... This is maybe off topic. What mm-hmm. does the worm do? I actually looked it up. It's just part of it. It doesn't seem to actually do anything for the drink. Is it just for fun? It's kind of just for fun. It's for kicks. Yeah, you've got a worm in there. It's, it's actually, it's a larva. Or That's a, so cool. Like a, like a grub. I like that. That's really cool. 
Yeah, and you can eat it, but it's it's not. I would not, eat it. <laughs> I wouldn't. I would eat it. That's actually really fun. I like that. I guess you, you've eaten like crickets and stuff. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't. I can't make myself do it. Like no shade to people that do it, but I I can't do it. Like a lollipop with a bug in it. Oh yeah, no, I've always seen those. Like you go to anywhere that's vaguely trying to do something interesting, and they've got like cherry lollipop, and there's a is, is it always always a cricket? I feel like sometimes they have grub. Like little grubs. I'm trying to think, because I'm not sure if I ever actually have eaten one of these, because I feel like this is a random thing, but I feel like they always are, like, the ones that I've seen are, like, chocolate-covered or something. Oh. Like a chocolate-covered cricket, and I can't eat them because there's dairy. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe you one day have, I'll eat a bug. You've never eaten a bug? For no, I've eaten a bug. Like, remember that time that I accidentally ate a fly? <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I meant. But I guess it counts. Yeah. How did uh, it taste? Um, Not good. Not like a chocolate chip at all. <laughs> Anyway, that was off topic. He ate the worm. <laughs> he ate the worm. Came back to life. Yeah, another thing. I could honestly bring this up in the next episode of this too, but I love the thing that early, early show did. I mean, like, first couple episodes of the show did where Brock would just survive anything. Yeah. It was really fun. I like him getting hit with all those darts. Which, by the way, did they make those darts kill you now? Or No, they're they're tranquilizers. I thought that they were, but then they shot uh, Speedy with it. To, like, think, put him out of his little misery. But, like, I feel like they would. They're knocking him unconscious, and Bark's just going to keep strangling. So yeah. he'll die unconscious. All right, fair enough. Like, how many Trank darts were inside? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I liked how many Trank darts were in Brock before he, like... Actually, no. They had to hit him with a car. Yeah, that, that was a car. Yeah. And he survived being he survived buried it. alive. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, next episode, he survives getting jettisoned into space because... It's early show that can do whatever they want. What about Rusty sobbing and calling Brock his guardian angel? What was that about? That was also some early seasons bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Rusty I'm was not so even, pathetic in this episode. I'm not even <laughs> saying that. In... He said he was so pathetic and wet in this episode. <laughs> I mean, he was bleeding everywhere. He was. But yeah, he was so pathetic in this episode. He, he seemed like especially small somehow. I mean, he was very much injured the yeah. rest of the episode. He was injured and he was put next to Brock the entire time, which will make anyone look small. Yeah, he just kind of looks pathetic yeah. like that. Why are we running out of stuff so easily? Actual content of Dr. Girlfriend this episode. Mm-hmm. We love to see it. She's so... Specifically, she's... the monarch with Dr. Girlfriend. I love them. Her little uh, monarch insignia lingerie. Love that. <laughs> so cute. You probably have to, you'd have to, like, special order that. Yeah. I mean, I bet that's a thing you can do, order lingerie, get stuff embroidered on it. Yeah. And it's not that weird to have a little butterfly embroidered on your lingerie. No, but it's like, it's the monarch shape. It's the yeah. monarch logo. However, the lingerie designer would not know that. Yeah, just like, oh. Cute little butterfly slip. No, yeah. it's, uh, it's not- for her supervillain husband. Boyfriend, sorry. Boyfriend that I'm that married. Yet. <laughs> Is that a spoiler? Does that count? That's less of a spoiler than various other things I've talked about. Yeah, fair. I do wish it was in orange. The lingerie? Yeah. Yeah, that would be cute. I think she should have worn, worn more orange. Yeah. She wears a lot of, like, purples, though. And pinks and stuff. Yeah. Early show, especially. Yeah. Purples and pinks. And later, I guess she wears more, like, black? I mean, and orange. When she, yeah, there's yeah. there's black and orange, and then there's just, like, black. Yeah. She was cute in pinks and purples, though. Yeah, I like her little, her standard outfit. The the little uh, button-up dress and the, the hat. hat. Yeah, it's so cute. Uh, yeah, so we took a short break. Just to get some air. Anyway, we were thinking about what an awful father Rusty Venture is and thought we'd share our thoughts on the matter. Yeah, they really make it obvious from the beginning. This episode specifically, I feel like, really went into that. Like, yeah, the, yeah, the pilot didn't 
really focus on them interacting at all. And it just mostly, in terms of Rusty being shitty, just had him, like, ignoring them or, like, not caring where they were. And this episode had quite a lot of that, obviously, because they got kidnapped. Speedy's whole plan being, like, oh, I'll kidnap his sons and then he'll surrender or whatever. Yeah. And then the monarch's sitting around waiting for, like, hours and hours and hours and is like, where? Yeah, the Rusty's too busy. I mean, getting his kidney stolen, but also mourning Brock. Yeah. Brock, who immediately went to go save the boys, mind you. Props to him for that. Yeah. But yeah, so Rusty's going to try and get pills and then gets his kidneys stolen and goes and makes a shrine for Brock and (laughs) thoroughly ignoring his boys, as usual. There was a thing that I was going to talk about specifically. You talk about him taking the boys' kidneys? Because I feel like that's a pretty bad parenting move. So yeah, he's running around with his little helper-aided dialysis situation going on. I'm going to be really embarrassed if that's not what dialysis (laughs) is later. I always thought it was, like, pupils dilating, but that, I no, think, no. is just it's, me being very stupid. It's, like, filtering your blood, I think. Oh. Like, it takes out, cleans, and filters your blood and then puts it back into you. So if your kidneys can't do it for you, it's, like, a machine that does that. Okay, that's actually really cool. I, My mom's a nurse. I don't know how I don't know that. I only know it because my stepdad's father had it, and mm. we had to, like, help make it work sometimes. Oh. Yeah. Weird. Anyway. Rusty stole the boy's kidneys. Rusty stole the boy's kidneys, right. So, yeah, he's, like, having them do rock, paper, scissors to see whose kidney he'll take while, like, feeling up their kidneys, <laughs> mind you. So that's uncomfortable. And then you get, like, Hank waking up in the X1 being like, wait, I thought I won rock, paper, scissors. And Dean being like, I, I thought I thought I won rock, paper, scissors. And, you know, they're both missing a kidney now. And Rusty has two brand new functional young kidneys. Both the boys are down one. Yeah, I mean... Father of the year, everyone. I guess them missing a kidney won't be an issue in, like, a while. That's a spoiler. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm not yeah. giving any more details. All right. Are we reviewing anything, like, like that far in? I have no idea. If we keep doing it. If we keep doing it. It's just how long we want to do this. All right. Let's review all the way. All there the way go. through season seven. Oh, my God. Let's that's, do it. I mean, we could, but that's, I think that's 81 episodes total, maybe 82. So, 81 30-minute stretches trapped in this little warm box with you. <laughs> Sounds like a delight. Let's do it. <laughs> I mean that. Like, no, I, it sounded sarcastic, no, I, but it'd be fun. Dude, I'd love to do that. All right. I'm just more thinking that by the time we get to season seven, the movie will probably be out. And then we can review the movie. Yeah, it's a whole other Special episode. episode two hours long. <laughs> I get two <laughs> hours in this box. I, I, might, I might kill us both. You yeah. know, at that point... At that point, we might have a better setup. Yeah, hopefully. Can you buy a fan that's, like, completely silent? Maybe. We could at least get, like, a... Maybe we could get a lamp that doesn't produce heat. Does this one produce heat? Well, why else would it get so hot? Oh, maybe our breath. <laughs> because we're breathing in a yeah. fully enclosed space. Okay, never mind. I lied. Though I don't know if the light's helping. Yeah. It's an old light. Yeah, we didn't put this in. This is whatever apartment complex people put in. What did we talk about? We talked about Rusty being a bad dad. Rusty's a terrible father. Brock is slightly better. Brock is kind of, I don't know. It doesn't I mean, he's not show, that bad, but. It doesn't show as much in this episode just because he's, like, not around for most of it because he's dead. But <laughs> he's the first to. I mean, he came back from the dead and, like, the first thing he said was, where are the boys? Okay, that's cute. Yeah, which, I mean, either means he really does care about the boys or he's just really good at his job. I mean, it is his job to protect them. So he came back from the dead. No, I get the feeling that he doesn't care about the boys quite as much until later in. 
Yeah, I feel like just in general, early him, I twitchy Brock is a slightly different Brock. It's a creature. Thing. Yeah. I'll like, approve of you saying that. Like, you can't call helper a thing in front of me, <laughs> but if you call Brock a thing, I'll be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, no, because it's, it's a season one Brock. Mm. That's just what he's like. Yeah. Meanwhile, helper's a cutie. Yeah. Helper only is full of love. And gears. And gears and some some sweet car paint in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dean had them painted. Their dad gave them a bunch of money. And and he gave them $10. That's yeah. not really a bunch of money. Bunch. I guess they're in Mexico. Yeah. And pesos are not, like, they're like dollars. Be, I don't be know the conversion. I don't know the conversion. Like, well, anyway. I don't know, I'm, going, I'm going off of Peru. That's something that's somewhere completely different. Yeah. <laughs> they got some money. Yeah, they got money. And Dean was like, we should use it for a good cause, like touching up Helper. And Hank was like, aw, fine. And Helper got a nice coat of paint. And then Helper went and got rusty. Honestly, Helper's... Helper's like, the hero of this episode. Hero of this episode. Underappreciated character, for sure. Yeah. Poor guy. He's, he's always dying, too. He's always dying. He's been around since Rusty was a kid. Aww. He's just seeing all this shit. Man, the things he must know. Also, didn't it get confirmed that he was, like, <laughs> intelligent? Yeah, I mean, he's seemingly... Yeah. Sentient, maybe? I mean, he's he's definitely sentient. He gets into, like, full debates with Brock about art. Yeah. Quotes Maya Angelou and stuff. Like, I, I think he's... Maya Angelou. He's got, he's got thoughts in there. Yeah. Cute little guy. I'm a helper Stanny. Stanny. I'm a helper Stanny. <laughs> I'm trying to think this episode. I mean, I guess just because it was set not where it normally is. There weren't that many recurring characters other than, like, the mains. No Billy and Pete. No Billy and Pete. That's a, that's a tragedy. That is a tragedy. I wonder if you guys can tell who our favorites are. <laughs> no, no. I actually ranked my favorites. Okay. Uh, just, us. like, top five, I'd say. Hank, Brock, Dean, Billy, Dr. Girlfriend. No Pete. Pete made it like Pete. That's why <laughs> Pete made it like seventh or eighth for me. Yeah. It's not. It's not a judgment on Pete. It's just that there's some characters I like better. Pete's only okay. No, he's great. I, seventh or eighth with the amount of characters that Venture Bros has. Yeah, is pretty fucking good. I am a twenty one fan. Is he your favorite favorite? I don't think he's my favorite favorite. I like Hank and Dean. I think twenty one was like sixth for me. I like Hank and Dean. I like twenty one. I like some other characters. I haven't made a list like you because I'm not as cool as you. I, no, I did this. Because I was bored during one of my speech lectures, so I pulled up one of those, like, character tier lists, and I just ranked Fair. every single character. And it took me the full 50 minutes that that class was. Mood. <laughs> I, I can't do this, because I always change my mind halfway through. I'm like, but wait, I... I, I always get tripped up around C, trying to figure out what goes in C. Yeah. And, like, how I'd rank it, because I feel like D or F or whatever is, is usually, like, either characters I have no thoughts on or I dislike. I never know whether to rank characters I hate lower or characters I don't give any shits about lower. Yeah, I, I guess that is that's also kind of an issue. I tend to, if I don't like a character, but I can still kind of think like, okay, you have a purpose here. You made this cool thing happen. Phantom Limb. Phantom Limb made it like C for me. That's embarrassing for you. <laughs> How is that embarrassing for know, me? No, Phantom Limb is so annoying. No, the only ones who, that fucking two-headed guy made it D for I me. I hate him so much. Yeah, we're both, we're both not Red Mantle and Dragoon fans. I that does not matter in this episode. But, like, if you're Red Mantle or Dragoon fans, sorry. Sorry, this is the podcast for you. <laughs> and apparently it's not the podcast for you if you like Phantom Limb. I don't even like him all that much. You're just judging I me. I just am a Phantom Limb hater. I think he's the worst. But that's also because I am a monarch stan. So, inherently, I have to hate Phantom Limb. I guess that's 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 fair. Yeah. I don't know. I always have issues with, with the C tier because, to me, S is top five. I always, I always do five. A is, like, anyone who couldn't make the top five, but I'd still call favorite. B is, I like them, but either not enough or they're not major enough for me to put it as, like, favorites. D is either I actively dislike them or I have no thoughts on them, but then there's that little C category of, like, eh. 
Characters you like, but not enough. Yeah, like, they're okay. I think they did some cool things for the plot. I don't have that many thoughts on them, but I have too many to put them in the the D category. Like, it's just a mess. I put Sergeant Hatred in the C category. What? I put put him in, like, B. I put him, like, high B. Weirdo. (laughs) He's a good character. He's a good character, but I have to... I don't know. I I don't know, man. Okay, that might be a you problem. Okay, all of this is me problems. At some point, you need to make that tier list so I can judge you. You can make fun of me because Augustus St. Cloud is going to be in my C tier. I think he was in my C tier also. Oh, dude. <laughs> I think you're not... doing the C tier wrong. No, 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 no. Why would I put him in D tier? I I think he's a fun character. Why True. would I put a fun character in the, the tier for characters about, that I actively like, don't want around? characters that you love to hate? That's... Is that what C tier is? That's a B for me, usually. Ew, really? Yes. Wild. Okay, I'd put... I guess I'm doing it rather... Then about characters that I, like, think aren't good writing, so much as characters that I would personally want to fist fight in a parking lot. Oh, my God. Like, St. Cloud, I would love to deck. I I would also. Yeah. And that's why I put him at, like, put him at C. Yeah. I feel like the B category was big enough. Yeah. I think he may have been a high C for me, though. There's a lot of good characters in this show, despite the everything about this show. Yeah, judging from this episode, we've got a couple bit parts who never come back. We've got... The main four or five, if you count helper, and you've got Monarch and Doctor Girlfriend. Yeah. You got Speedy, who's also, you know, a bit part who never comes back. But, but he does get referenced later. He does. I mean, technically, his, his image shows up later. Really? Yeah. 21 hallucinates him, and that's all I'm going to say for spoiler's sake, but... Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That was a whole thing. hmm Yeah, also, weird design choice, but he didn't have a... The top part of his head was out. I thought you said it was because he was a baby. I assume that's why. Like, I assume a that... A baby. A baby. <laughs> But, like, I'm just kind of assuming, because I don't know why else it would be. Maybe to distinguish him. I guess characters later have distinguishing features, but that's just 21 being, like, physically larger. And then I think 24... He has a distinctive voice. He has a distinctive voice. I'm pretty sure he was in this episode. Yeah, I heard his voice. Yeah, they weren't animating him with the the weird chin yet. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure he was there. Maybe people, they just liked the way his voice sounded and were like, let's make this guy recurring. And then they had to make something about him distinctive. Yeah, I'm pretty sure in the full first season, he doesn't have that chain. He looks like any other mm-hmm. character, and he's only distinguished by his voice. Yeah. Which, to be fair, distinct-ass voice. You did a hell of an impression of that voice the other I, day. Okay, I the worst part of that was said. I wasn't meaning to. Oh. <laughs> I was just talking, and... Me with the St. Cloud voice. Oh, God, don't. I won't. <laughs> Thanks. You couldn't pay me to get that on recording. <laughs> I mean, I could. Depending on how much. Yeah, like, <laughs> if I gave you five bucks? No. I'd pay value five dollars right now. Yeah, you'd have to go a little higher than that. That gets me what fruit snacks? Come on. Okay, look, my paycheck is not here yet. Fair. I yeah. can't. I can't do that. Mine, mine isn't either. But you know, maybe like ten. I don't know. Ten then I could get I us fruit snacks. Okay, you'd buy me fruit snacks with the Saint Cloud money. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> not fair. <laughs> yeah, but speaking of voices. Speedy's voice sounds like a really screwed up 21. True. And 21 wasn't in the show yet, so did they just, like... Is it the same voice actor? I would bet money. Yeah. That's Most probably Jackson Public. Most voice actors are the same. Wait, 21 is Jackson Public, right? Don't ask me. You're the actor. Hey, 21's Duck Hammer. I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> Sorry. Once we an gotta epi- do some Googling. Yeah, once an episode, I'll have to do some Googling. Oh, he shows up in Home Insecurity? Yeah, that's his first episode. That's the one we're doing... Wait, no, it's not. We're doing Careers in Science next. Fuck. Oh, that's important. We'll have lots to talk about there. It's Duck Hammer. Oh, now you have to kill yourself. Okay, to be fair to me, most of the characters are Jackson Public. Or Duck Hammer. Okay, yes, most of them are either, but yeah. I think Public does more. Yeah. It does, like, probably half the show. Yeah. 
Hammer what? does like a handful. Watch like actual diehard Venture Bros fans listen to this podcast. Oh, that that would be embarrassing. Time to get canceled. Yeah, like not only am I am I messing up my Venture Bros knowledge, I'm messing up my like dialysis knowledge. I'm messing up my general concept of no, how things work. No, I still work. am not sure I'm right about the dialysis thing, so don't even worry about it. I'll Google it after the episode. That's not necessary. You guys will know if I'm wrong about dialysis, <laughs> and you can make it's fun of me in your head. With it coming up, like, three separate times in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like we keep going on weird, weird tangents, and then it's mostly because there's not a lot to talk about this episode. No, it's a pretty it inconsequential is. one. I mean, inconsequential in terms of, like, plot. It's yeah. fairly consequential for being the first episode. True. Other than the pilot. Um, Both this one and the pilot don't have much in the way of, like, any kind of overarching plot implication, which makes sense because a lot of early Venture Bros doesn't. Yeah. Or a lot of it does, but it's it's all retroactive. Like, they just build off of it later, and I, I guess other than the Monarch backstory, there is not a lot to build off of with this one. Yeah. I guess it'll be different for careers in science. That's what I was excited about. Yeah. That'll be a fun one to do. Oh, God, that one's fully different setting, fully different tone. I don't yeah. know. I, I like think that it'll one. be really fun. For early Venture Bros, I like that Was one. Was that one of the early ones I watched, too, or did we go back and watch we it We went later? back and watched that later. I started you off with Home Insecurity. Yeah, I loved Home Insecurity. Do we get to do that our uh, fourth episode? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but Dia de los Dangerous, not much there. Not that good. Uh, <laughs> Still better than the pilot. Better than the pilot. A little bit bad? A little bit <laughs> racist? All over the place? Yeah. Yeah. This was the semi-polished Venture Bros Review podcast. And goodbye. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Is this a weekly thing? Weekly. Bi-weekly. Unplanned. Unplanned. We'll see you. Bye. Love you all. Bye. This has been the semi-polished Venture Bros Review podcast with hosts Luna and Avi. Theme music is under public domain with a CC0 license. Contact us at vbrosreviewcast at gmail.com for whatever reason you have to contact us. Thank you for listening.